This is The Takeaway from WNYC and PRI Public Radio International in collaboration with WGBH Radio in Boston. Terry from Boca Raton, I want my party back. Hey, my name is Blake, Columbia, South Carolina, and I have true faith in the Republican Party because I do believe they stand up for what's right, what's making America great about. Let the Freedom Caucus go form their own party and give the grand old party a place where they deserve. My name is Samir Malik from Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm a immigrant from Pakistan. I do believe that I represent the Republican Party because I come from conservative values and they do represent my take. Hi, my name is Andrew. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. My Republican Party has drifted too far right. Hi, I'm Matt from Minnesota. I believe we just need to get back to what, well, I'm, I'm not going to say Reagan, but something around what Reagan would, would do. We want to get rid of Pence and Rubio and Cruz and all those folks that believe that it's not about fiscal responsibility. Welcome back to The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. And those are your voices on the future of the Republican Party, because all this week we're looking at that future of the GOP. The latest news from the Republican Party, the president of the United States gave his official endorsement on Monday to Roy Moore, the Alabama Senate candidate accused of sexual contact with girls as young as 14. And it is official. Just weeks after cutting Moore off and pulling out of Alabama, the Republican National Committee said last night it's back in, pouring money into Alabama to help Moore win a week from today. So what do young Republicans think of their party led by President Trump? Where do they think it's going as the country changes and Trumpism reaches back to an earlier, whiter time? Alexandra Smith is the executive director of the America Rising PAC and the former chair of the College Republican National Committee. She spends her time thinking about millennials, how they vote and what they want. I mean, I genuinely do see that among younger Republicans and among a lot of Republicans that there are a lot of condemnations of, of certain things that have gone on. There have been there have been strong statements made against things that have been go- or that have been going on. But at the same time, what do you do if you're the party in power and you have the White House and you have both houses of Congress? You know, you try to do something with it. And I think that, you know, especially for younger Republicans on campus who have at times felt marginalized, they felt like their beliefs on, on campus have been mocked and shunned by the administration and by professors. They feel a new a renewed sense of purpose to, to get out there and to try to get something done. How do they want to see that frustration that you just mentioned with political correctness? It sounds like that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. How do they want to see that reflected in a national party? I mean, what else do they care about? Is it still about abortion, taxes, marriages between one woman and one man? Or is it something different now for young Republicans? Well, I mean, I think on, you know, interestingly, <laughs> not so surprisingly, young Republicans, I think, feel differently than older Republicans on a lot of the issues that you just mentioned. This is the most pro-life generation that we've seen since Roe v. Wade. On the other hand, a vast majority of young Republicans support same-sex marriage. So, you know, I mean, I think that there is a, a huge generational difference. And I think that they're still trying to reconcile, you know, sort of these core conservative beliefs with the new populist tenor Um, that the president espouses and obviously various other people have adopted. And so they're kind of trying to figure out where they belong. 
And how do you think that fits with the question of demographics in America? And I'm talking about pluralism, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing is going to stop the changing demographics of this country. It is becoming browner. It is becoming more diverse. The country is more tolerant of gay rights, for instance, than it was even 15 years ago. Those things are not going to change. And so much of Trumpism is a reaction to that. Make America great again. Take our country back. Make things the way they were. Do young Republicans, Alexandra, agree with that sentiment, or do you think they're coming up conservative but okay with the way the country looks and is going to look? Thank God we have that diversity. Thank God we have this openness and this tolerance. That That is what has made America great. And so, you know, I think younger people very much do recognize that. So, the, you know, I think that it's unfair to conflate necessarily attitudes about a changing world with attitudes of, uh, or sorry, concerns about a changing world with attitudes of prejudice necessarily. Certainly among younger Republicans, the openness and the diversity is a great thing. I appreciate what you have to say about young Republicans. They have different priorities. They don't really latch on to the white ethno-anxiety nationalism that's that's at the heart of Trumpism, I think. So Donald Trump's not going to be president forever. He's probably going to run again in 2020, let's say. Mm-hmm. Young Republicans, by and large, voting for Donald Trump? Do they want to see a challenge to Donald Trump? What kind of candidate do they want to be able to vote for? First of all, Donald Trump actually enjoyed more of the millennial vote than did Mitt Romney in 2012 and John McCain in 2008. What we had seen consistently in our polling at the CRNC was that young voters, they were looking for a leader that was unafraid to tackle the big challenges of today. They're looking ahead to these next three years to see what gets accomplished. Uh, there's a lot that's going on. But I think younger voters, they, you know, they still have their own economic anxiety about, you know, sort of where they are in their life. For younger millennial voters, younger Republican voters, they're going to be looking to see, you know, changes on, on that front. Alexandra, let me put one fact to you right before I let you go, because it was pretty stark. Howard Dean, uh, the former DNC chairman, was on this program last week, and he made sure to spout one statistic. And that's that in the recent governor's race in Virginia, 70 percent of millennials voted Democrat. What do you think about that? Uh, This has been the alarm bell that I have been ringing for the better part of the last four years. That is not a shock to me. President Obama captured two thirds of the youth vote um, in 2012. We need to get out there. We need to communicate with younger voters in a way that resonates with them. And whether that's through the channels that they watch and they consume, or it's about the issues in a language that they care about. I mean, we can't be talking as a Republican Party in the same way that we talked about things in 1985. But Alexandra, can you reach out to those young Republican voters and and talk to them in a language they understand in the same week that the president of the United States retweets anti-Muslim videos? Well, I mean, look, I I think that the millennial generation you know, they're not monolithic. Um, I think that they're able to make distinctions. What 2016 demonstrated to me the most is that this is becoming a decidedly less partisan country. It's kind of like a a cafeteria. People are just sort of grabbing what they want and and leaving behind what they don't. Um, And it's really just about these politicians on both sides of the aisle putting together enough of a of of a package for these voters to actually take with them and to and to sell to them. Alexandra Smith with America Rising PAC and former chair of the College Republican National Committee. Alexandra, thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Tom.